Friends, my name is Michael Davis, and I am the editor and producer of DWO Podcasting. Today is Transgender Awareness Day, and I cannot let the day go by without expressing why transgender visibility is important. We exist in oppressive political ideals that restrict individuals who, if there was any harm, are only harming themselves, but they're not harming anyone. They're trying to restrict people from being able to find their identities, to have conversations to help them find comfort in themselves, and restrict the possibilities for individuals to receive physical and emotional care to help them grow into their whole identities. I wanted to send this podcast out today because, as you know, as followers and listeners in the DWO podcasting environment, our own Hunter Mills and myself are the Single Eight Show. And the Single Eight Show has become our attempt, our weekly attempt to say to our transgender friends, this is a place that you can hear us on our journey and we want you to join us on our journey. We are tired of po- oppressive political structures saying that you don't matter. And even more, oppressive political structures saying you should not exist. That's not fair. Days like March 31st are important because there are individuals who are forced to feel less than because they don't fit in someone else's box. So I'm going to pass this over to Rick Kane and let Rick express her opinions. And then the star of the show is going to lay the smack down. And we're going to say that's all the people need to know. Ladies and gentlemen, the co-host of Parts of Unknown, Rick Kane. Um, I think tra- days like today, trans vi- trans... Gender Visibility Day and Pride Month and Black History Month and um, gosh, I can't remember what day did you say today was? Cesar Chavez Day. Cesar Chavez Day, acknowledging Latino workers is important because they don't get the limelight that they need to. We don't see their the issues that they're struggling with, the barriers that they have to climb over. preventing them from living the lives that they feel that they they should live and that they need to live um they aren't able to um either make a living wage or be able to present themselves as the way that they feel deep down this is who i am and we need to acknowledge that this is happening and make sure that we voice that it's important that this does not happen in the future, that people need to be able to live the lives that they want to live. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I was trying to tell you all I want to go next. Oh, I still had some Keep more going. stuff. Keep going. Yeah, and when, go yeah and when <laughs> the voices that just happen to be the loudest are the oppressive ones, that need people who are the quiet ones that – just assume that things are going to work out in the end, need to also realize, hey, 
they might not you need to speak up because you can't just assume that it's gonna work out because it might not we the people that are the loudest say that they don't want certain ideals to be pushed on to other people but they themselves are pushing on what they think needs to be on to everybody else and it days like today help ref- help acknowledge that these problems exist and we need to prevent them from continuing to exist in the future. And then it gets even further. And you've shared this really well. The thing that exists within this whole thing is I'm frustrated that an individual would not want a person dressed up as a Disney princess reading a story to someone, but they also don't want to do anything about gun restrictions, gun training, or limiting individuals and keeping them safe in their schools. It is more important to keep an individual dressed up as a Disney princess away from reading a story than it is to protect an individual from gun violence. Now, recently, there was an act of gun violence. And God bless... That act of God gun violence came from a transgender person. But the conversation still did not address gun violence. It addressed the individual and their sexuality. Across the board, trans, straight, gay, lesbian, gun violence is gun violence. And that conversation still didn't happen. It was not a conversation about gun violence. It was another opportunity to paint a negative picture of a culture of people who need to be cared for and need to be heard. And another instance of not addressing the real problem. Yeah. um, When out of the... I, I, I saw a video... And I'm going to say this number because it's the number that I remember. I don't know if it's right. It was like out of 350, 349 were cis white people. But the one time that it wasn't, the side that was quiet and didn't mention anything, just ignored it, was like, oh, it's because of this. And it's like, no, that's not the reason why. If that was the reason, why are there 349 examples of it not? And when you just pick one little image of something and you're like, this is what we're going to use to make people scared, and then you just ignore everything else. It, you, do is it what I'm saying? Trying, I'm trying you're doing to make a... Well. Yeah. Keep going. Don't stop. Then, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> when you just choose one thing to make people scared of, you and you ignore every other facts like you're not being truthful you're not being honest you might end up making false ideas that people latch onto and that means there's just a bunch of people that don't know everything that's going on just assuming and when you assume it it gets really it, it can get really scary because then you get more of the 349 people out there because they assume that something bad could happen and when it's not going to happen when you get a bunch of um un that's why I think education 
is really important and why days like today are also important, not just to acknowledge that bad stuff is happening, but to be more aware and to educate yourself more on the actual issues that are happening and what it's actually like, which Hunter Mills will talk about later. You just hit a really, you hit a really hard nail. And there's one side that wants to present an ideal so badly that they want to restrict the education. Instead of talking about teaching, training, understanding, they use words like training and what is it? Molding and um. what's the big catch word? Stop blah blah blahing our kids. It's not sexualizing. It's pushing your ideals. You, we're pushing our ideals. We are molding kids to be the way that we want them. We, God, I'll get the word Forcing. when we're past it. Grooming. grooming. We're grooming them. And I think about that quite frequently. We're constantly grooming, grooming people. It becomes a difference of, I want to make this look bad, I'm going to say grooming. But it's not. We need to get to the places of educational importance. So now, the star of the show is wound up. Rick Kane and I are not the voices to be heard. Today, on Transgender Visibility Day, ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Chapin Mills. So I'm going to say, I'm going to start off with something about TV shows. I think I can, I can count, I know of two transgender characters on TV. I know of two of them. And I can't even count how many chit and trait people are on TV on one hand. I I need everyone <laughs> to count it. <laughs> okay, that's a unique point of view. So and both of the transgender characters exist in the same universe, by the way. Yeah. That, that you're voicing. I know a, a couple more, but it's yeah. not a list. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can count it on two hands. Yeah, I could probably count it on maybe on one hand, at least the ones that I'm aware of. So, and so, uh, on on the Chingle Age show, the first couple episodes are like talking about the hoops before I had a transition, and there there's a there's a couple of them. There there's a good bit of them because people. Go. We need a double check that you know who you are, and then they're shit kids that were like, no question, Jatch. No, no question, Jatch. You're you're cool. You're great. Keep doing that. And then we go to trans kid going. Are are you sure? Are you really sure that you're trans? All right, I'm gonna give this back to you, but you're quite right. I I didn't think about it in that simplistic level, okay? If I wanted to go in and get a vasectomy, no questions asked. They would sign me up, put a date down. If I, what is it called? The tube side. If a female person went in to get their tube side, somebody would give them a religious debate about it, but the medical profession would just do it. But it was... It wasn't just go to the doctor and do it. There was therapy and conversations and not just one therapist, multiple therapists before we did this. 
So I want to share this. Hunter's explaining this to a negative, but I'm only explaining it in a positive. It's so important that they know that this person is on their journey. You call it jumping hoops and I support you, okay? But they get to the point that they say we support you. And then the government gets in the way. This person, this human being, has already proved through multiple therapists this is the right course. And the doctors agree. Then the government says, no, you have to fit into our box. So I'm not disagreeing with you because you're making good points. But I want to take your negative point into the positive. It's so important you to go on this journey that you go through it. You go through multiple therapists. You go to multiple doctors. And then you should be able to go on the journey. So, yeah. I like, feel like it's very weird. But, like, all the questions and then shit. You're cool. So, yeah. And now I'm going to add on to what all of you guys have said about homophobics. The more thing, the more thing that you're adding, that you're saying, you're you're helping them. You're. It's the reason why there's such a big suicide count in the transgender and LGBTQ plus community because you guys can't figure it out. Do you want to jump on that one, or can I? Um. <laughs> Ricky agrees you can, with you. No, I agree with you. Yeah, it's because all these, especially especially kids, teenagers, and like high schoolers and middle schoolers, they're terrified because that you're that's the age where you're learning new things about yourself and you're discovering and you're like figuring out who you are in life. And when you figure out that who you are, people are physically hurting, psychologically hurting and saying that what you are is wrong and you should be upset and you should hate yourself for it. That, that gets stuck in their head. And if they are in an area where they don't have any type of support at all, whether it's, like, through friends or family and they don't have that support, they get they get lost in that too much in their head and they feel like that's the only way for them to go. And it's, it's horrible. And also, what you said about phobia, I, someone said this and I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that's a good part. It's not that they're they're not scared of them. They hate them. It's not a phobia. It's it's a hatred. That's all I want. It becomes a hatred. I want Hunter. You've made a good point. Ricky just did too. I want to add on to it. The shooting at this Christian school is not the first time an individual has been killed that is connected to an LGBTQ transgender identity. Unfortunately, this is the first time in really documented record it's been someone else killed. It's normally the individual killing themselves because they have been pigeonholed into an identity that is so restrictive and hated that they have no recourse but not to exist. Hunter, why is it important to have these conversations? Generalize your journey. It's important because we're all different. And we all need to be proud of that instead of putting others down for it. Because that's the only thing currently in our society that we all need to put past. We all have, we have the ability to take care and to make people feel more comfortable. But we're not doing it. We're not doing it. 
why aren't anyone checking guessing that we're not doing it instead of a large group of people that somehow it's not loud enough to overthrow the nose? What? I don't understand. I seriously don't understand why us as a society, we have been through so many hardships as in shining to not figure out that differences are strength, not a weakness. Mm-hmm. There is no... I, w- I don't remember if I read it somewhere or what, but I always like to say it. There is no such thing as normalcy. Everyone's on their own different path. Everyone's got their own thing. It's if it, it, it's like it, it can be as broad as a cultural thing. Like I know in I think I don't know if it's just in Japan or in like all of East Asia, but you they don't point with one finger. They think that's extremely rude, and they so people there will use two fingers to gesture, and that's as as broad as it can be, or it can just be that hey, I express my love differently than you, or I ex- I go about my day differently than you. And people are like, this is the way it has to be, this is normal, this is how it's supposed to be. And it's like, no, there's no such thing as normal. You might have a different dinner routine than I do. You have a different lifestyle than I do. So you can't compare one thing to everyone. You can't push one thing onto everyone. Everyone's got their own set of normalcy and if we can support other people define their identity then they don't feel ostracized and it's just as bad as we can see thousands of pictures of a little black girl trying to go to school in alabama it's that bad that little girl didn't do anything hunter mills has not done anything Individuals that have fight so that they can live in their identities. All they have done is try to be themselves. But the pushback becomes, how can I vilify this? How can I vilify this? Well, you're grooming our kids. No. We're talking about a grander spectrum. If we weren't, when we, it goes, what is it, critical race theory? Yeah, critical race theory. It's about education. It's not grooming you to feel bad that you're white and your white grandparents said X, Y, Z. There's a picture in this house somewhere, and I hope that I've shown it to you. It's my grandfather, who I deeply loved and admired, sitting in front of a black-only's bathroom door, showing his existence in a time frame. Do I feel worse about my heritage? Yeah, but No. I'm glad to know that we all existed and grew through it. But we cannot grow through it if we get stuck in the grooming white hate or grooming kids' sexuality or sexualizing kids in no conversation that I've ever been a part of with an LGTB friend, transgender friend, is it about who they want to have sex with. It's always an identity conversation. When I am in a conversation with those that oppose it, it's sexy. Stop making them, sexualizing them. For the LGBTQ transgender person, and Hunter, I want you to talk about this a little bit. It's not about sexuality. 
It is about identity. I want you to answer this question honestly. And dear God, if the answer has changed, I'm screwed. Are you attracted to anyone? Not really, no. Thank you. No. But that's the answer. You're not attracted to anyone. You are trying to find your identity. Yeah. I'm very much not attracted to people. All right, he's giggling, but that's the fact, though. Yes. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I have an eight flag in my I have an oh. HX flag in my room. Gosh, so. I'm going to say this, and I hope this doesn't come off as really rude or whatever. We're not the ones dressing up our five-year-olds in giant wigs, putting makeup on them, glitter, giant or giant dresses or bikinis, and having them do a little dance in front of judges to say, oh, this five-year-old is, is more cute than all these other five-year-olds, or this teenager is more attractive than these other teenagers in a beauty competition. That is sexualizing. Yeah. That is grooming. That's grooming a person's identity. I'm going to say something. I may have said this to you guys. But before I say this, have you seen me drink a beer today? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. I have not, not had alcohol in quite a while. So everything I'm saying is full, full thought. Can I tell you the most destructive grooming that happens? The absolute most destructive grooming that happens? Ladies and gentlemen, both of you say at the same time, what is my career? You're a pastor. I'm a pastor. Of an organized church? Of, an, of a united church. A united church. <laughs> and I'm going to share with you, quite possibly, the most destructive grooming that happens. And it's all good because it's for their betterment is convincing little kids there's an invisible man in the sky that's making everything better. Mm-hmm. Did you hear me? I heard yes. you. Who do I worship? God, Jesus. Jesus Christ. I was going to say Jesus. I yes. Like, do I talk about God a lot? Nope. I mean, I don't know. Not really. Kind of. Not at home. I, Not at church. No. I, Jesus, I feel like we're all like... I'm like, Jesus is my homeboy. Uh, but I think that people use the idea, even like all the way back throughout history, I can give, I got receipts from all the way back to like all the, the since the first church in Europe, just <laughs> people using the idea of God against other people and for their own betterment. All right, you're, that, you just hit it. I don't want you to take it too far away from where I'm trying to get. Jesus Christ was a real, real person. Historian, is that true? Yeah. Is there documentation that exists outside of biblical text that proves that Jesus Christ was a real person? Yes. Yes. Do other holy books outside of Jesus' assigned religion acknowledge the existence of Jesus Christ? I, yes. The Koran. Okay. You know more about that than I do. Judaism acknowledges a great teacher. He may not have been the Messiah, but they acknowledge a great teacher. So we, we, we assign an invisible abstract to enforce our rules. It's what the government does. It assigns an invisible abstract to enforce our rules. 
And if you listen to evidently Hunter Mills listens to my sermons more than you. <laughs> I'm more about Jesus Christ than God because Jesus Christ exists in a reality construct. And I'm not grooming people to believe in an invisible man to make things better and to follow our rules by. Hey, there was this really cool guy that's so important. We're still talking about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, I remember... But, oh, hang oh, on, oh. let me finish my point. Yeah, finish your point. But, when I teach about God, that's not grooming. It's preparing, it's training, it's instructing. Because God is accepted. But if I talk to someone about their sexuality, it's not accepted. So it's grooming and sexualizing. Do you, do you hear my frustration? Yeah. Now you can talk. Um, there's a there's a meme that I I saw on the interwebs, and it was a little doodle, and it was sheep and Jesus talking to the sheep, and he, Jesus had a a trans um, colored sheep on his shoulders, and the group of sheep said, "Hey, he wasn't lost. We kicked him out." And Jesus says, "No, I found her, and I'm bringing her back." Yeah. Well, it was something yeah. like that. I'll show you later. Yes, yeah, please. Yeah. Why is this important, Hunter? It's important because we just want to live our lives. You guys just want to live our lives. You you want to live your life. Sorry. <laughs> and we just want to live. We were born. We deserve our plate just like you deserve your plate. I won't point out a difference, so don't point out my... <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's respect people as much as possible. And let's know they, they have also been through stuff. So don't... And they won't point out that you've been through stuff. We all have history to respect and respect each other's identities and personhood. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that was a great episode. That was I'm, a special presentation from DWO Podcasting. Your name is... Hunter Mills. Your name is... Rick Kane, and you are... Michael Davis. You're visible to us and important. <laughs>